This is your bedroom. This is your bedroom with Blue Chew. Blue Chew uses the same active ingredients as in Viagra or Cialis, but now comes in chewable form. Chewable means better, cheaper, and works faster than pills. I've tried Cialis, I've tried Viagra. Blue Chew works the best. It's a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's definitely gotten the job done. No in-person doctor visit, no waiting in line, no more awkwardness. Order online to get your first month free. I want my girlfriend to want me, and with Blue Chew, she really does. Blue Chew is the future of manhood. Go to bluechew.com and restart the party. Or call 800-232-8803. 800-232-8803. This is the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. Featuring the cutting room floor. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Week. Here we are, everyone's favorite time to go back in time, way back Wednesday. I am your host, Chris Morgan, and this is Halloween Unleashed. This is a huge week for Halloween Unleashed. As I'm recording this to get this uh, episode ready for way back Wednesday on January 29th, I am preparing my final notes to interview... Daniel Ferens on uh, Tuesday the 28th, uh, so I am super pumped about that, and then just three days after that, I'm going to be interviewing Marianne Hagen, who played Kara Strode in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Now, for those of you that are listening to this podcast that do not know who Daniel Farrens is, first of all, shame on you. Um, he was the writer of Halloween 6. He's gotten blamed for a lot of the problems with the script and the story and all the convoluted mess that came out of that movie. And uh, briefly talking with him, preparing with him on this interview that we're going to do a complete deep dive under I gotta be honest. Um, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be really surprised at some of the things he has to say, because a lot of the things that you're blaming him for, how could he write a rape scene, an incest rape scene into the into the movie? And I've defended him over the years, um, and I've been attacked for it. But he's gonna clear all that up, and that is absolutely worth listening to that is going to be something that is going to shock a lot of people um there's going to be a lot of things that are discovered it's going to be like going back to 1994 with these two extraordinary pieces of the halloween series and get a behind the scenes behind the curtain look on what it was like with the casting or getting the job of the writing in Daniel's case all the way up until production what all that looked like what production looked like some of the problems that arose who bonded on set who didn't like each other we're going to get some um, some news and notes on what it was like uh, behind the scenes with Donald Pleasance in his final film I mean there's going to be a lot of stuff so I am super duper excited that we have the opportunity 
to bring this to you guys because uh, when this started, when this reboot started in January of 2019, it was just to keep the people that were fans of the HMMAT podcast uh, to keep new content coming out there and just rebranding it into my own podcast. I had no idea a year later uh, we would even have the opportunities that we are being presented with right before our very eyes. And that is an, a, that is a testament to all of you. Um, still, my goal is this season is to grow the Facebook page. And uh, that is a big focal point this year because, again, we're, we're averaging per episode anywhere from 800 to 1,500 downloads uh, per episode. And we've got 300 and... 50 roughly maybe a little more 370 something like that um, in the Facebook group and it just does not represent uh, the people listening uh, so definitely want to grow the Facebook group definitely want to keep uh, this podcast growing um, people that do discover the the Facebook group through the podcast have posted in the group saying how did I how did I just now discover this how did I fi- how did I just now find this whatever so we're going to we're going to work our hardest to grow that this year and um we're going to always try to come up with new and interesting content for you guys um there's going to be episodes I'm not going to be on there's going to be episodes that uh my other co-hosts are not going to be on and it's not a popularity thing it's it's an availability thing you know um if you want to be part of it, make yourself available or reach out um, because I'm I'm going to try to go no stress, no bullshit this year. And if you're available, great. If not, I'm doing it without you. And it's nothing personal. So, and um, I understand we're all volunteering our time and that's, a, that's very expensive for a lot of people and me included. So if I'm going to hold myself accountable, I need to hold other people accountable too. And, uh, I'd like to have, you know, three of us on every week, but that's just, that's not possible, um, due to time constraints, due to the subject matter, due to numerous things. But today, um, on way back Wednesday, we are, are going back in time. Um, I believe it was spring of 2018, could have been summer of 2018, right before, um, the Halloween 2018 series kicked off, which covered for eight weeks. But this was about the Nightmare Night Stalker and the differences, because right around that time, like, I mean, I get, I get four, five, six messages per month still to this day asking about that mask. Um, it's died down obviously over the years, but during this particular episode, um, I. Uh, Bill Miller of Night Stalker Productions had just brought his, quote, Night Stalker 78, end quote, um, out of retirement. He had that name from like 2006, 2007, maybe 2004, I don't know. But he um, retooled his H4 Malevolence into that Night Stalker 78, and I didn't know that there was another Night Stalker name out there, which is why I'm usually, I'm very, very, very careful about what I name things because I don't want confusion. But he dusted off his old mold during the 2018 Halloween movie series 
and it created a lot of confusion. I was getting probably 20 messages a day asking, hey man, um, what's the night? I, I'm about to buy the Night Stalker 78, which is your old mold. Would you rehaul it for me? And so there was just, there was a lot of confusion. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where you'll hear in this episode, yeah, I, I at this point, by the time I recorded it, um, I was annoyed because I was I, I was annoyed of hearing, you know, the confusion of my Night Stalker versus the Nightmare slash Night Stalker, um, or I'm sorry, Bill's Night Stalker versus the Nightmare Night Stalker that Nag and I produced. So it, it was just one of those things that I just I was at a point uh, where I was tired of hearing about it. I was also fried um, mentally, so. Um, yeah, it was, um, if you hear me a little heated at times, uh, I apologize, man. It's just, uh, ever since I took that break this past summer, the, took the eight weeks off, I look at things completely different and you could definitely tell I was a, I was a frustrated dude <laughs> during this time and, uh, I almost didn't want to air this episode, but Hey, it's the unleashed lifestyle. We're going to, um, play the good, the bad, the indifferent, and we're not going to pull any punches just because it doesn't make us sound favorable um, in the eyes of some people. So, point is, um, this is our Way Back Wednesday episode, so if you did not ever hear that story, you're about to get a doozy, because uh, I get a lot of questions about the Nightmare Night Stalker and what the differences are. You're going to get it all in its entirety right here on Halloween Unleashed. And we will be back on Friday with a... I'm going to do a quick recording on everything that uh, Halloween Kills script leak. I'm going to talk about that. Um, I'm also going to talk about uh, what to expect for the interviews with uh, Daniel and Marianne since they would have happened by that point. So, um, yeah, we're going to air Friday's episode about the Halloween Kills script leak. Then we'll be back for way back Wednesday next week. Then either Daniel's or Marianne's will air first next Friday. And then the week after that will be whoever didn't get played. And then the following week after that will be the V75 or the cutting room floor, depending upon which comes in first. But uh, regardless, that's the schedule for the next few weeks, and um, looking forward to what, what this is going to bring. Enjoy Way Back Wednesday, and we'll talk to you Friday. Hi, yes. So I'm wondering, what exactly is... A Night Stalker 78. Like, what What does the, the name mean? Where did it come from? But I also want to know what other vari variants of it exist out there. Because I know, for personally, for my copy, there's a, there's some additions of the H4, from the H4 mask, uh, the H4 mold or whatever. And then there's also a bit of an old man nag, an old man Myers nag. Uh, uh, there's some additions to the mask from that look like the, the give me that feel that look like they come from 
that specific mold or mask. And then also the H2 mask from... Uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure which, which H2 exactly, but uh, it has a lot of variety to it. It has a lot of different uh, aspects that have and alterations to it. I'm just going to apologize to you now. It's not your fault of what I'm about to say. So hear that, please. It's not your fault. You're newer. I get it. But recently, William J. Miller, Bill Miller, posted something he came out with 10, 12, 15 years ago called a Night Stalker 78. It was his original sculpt. It was his original interpretation of the shape mask. Has nothing to do with my Night Stalker or the Nightmare mold. Period. End of discussion. Which is also why I was a little pissed off when Bill, William J. Miller, for those that can't follow along, I call him Bill, brought this back out under the same name of Night Stalker 78. Because everybody that hears the word Night Stalker in the mass community thinks of the WMP Night Stalker. They don't think of the Night Stalker Productions Night Stalker 78. They don't. So when I saw that, I'm like, well, here we go. There's going to be some people out there that's going to see this mask and they're going to think it is a variation of mine. And judging by the PMs I've gotten... That's exactly what people thought. Which is why I decided I was just going to do a Nightmare Night Stalker episode to lay this all out. I really wish he would have came up with a different name. Now, I get it. He had that name way before I bought the Nightmare Mold. And I didn't know there was a Night Stalker 78. Now, I get it. But let's, let's be honest. I made the name in the, in the Myers Mask community, the name Night Stalker, I made it synonymous with the Nightmare Night Stalker casting. So anytime somebody sees the name Night Stalker 78, they're going to do their best impression of, I'm going to whip my dick out and start beating all over it because that's the name that everybody knows. It's not the same fucking mask. What can I do about it? Nothing. But educate yourself. It's not the same mask. It doesn't even look the same. It's Bill's own interpretation of his retool off of his H4 um, malevolence that he did. That's all it is. And his name was Night Stalker Productions, so he came up with the name Night Stalker 78. That's it. It's not even the same sculpt. 
So that's the first of our voice memos. And again, Andrew, I'm sorry that uh, you had to get taken to task on that, but uh, you're not the first one to ask that question. I got someone that sent me a message a couple weeks ago and says, Hey man, I'm going to buy one of these. uh, Or I didn't know that your Night Stalker went to Bill Miller. I'm about to buy one. It's not the same mask. God damn. You can look at it and see it's not the same mask, can't you? And I'm sorry, there's only so much that paint and eye cuts and hair can do for a mask. When you can physically look at it and say, fuck, that's not even the same. Has nothing to do with a nag mask, has nothing to do with anything else. It's Bill's own interpretation of the 78, retooled off of his H4 malevolence. Which is why it has the H4 neck extension on it. He never cut it off. Moving forward. The Nightmare Night Stalker. Where do I even begin with this? The Nightmare Night Stalker is the same mask. And I will get into the breakdown of it in just a second. I covered it I covered it in another episode, but it seems like nobody wants to go back and do their own research even though it's there. So here it is again in its entirety. The Nightmare Night Stalker is a direct direct clay press of a 1975 Captain Kirk mask that already had the eyes cut out. Justin Mabry at Night Owl Productions got this 1975 Kirk from Billy Kirkus. Billy's gone on to later say that he regrets ever sending this to him. But anyway... Point is, it was like 2002, I think it was, when this all started. Justin got the mask, the 75 Kirk, with the eyes cut out, in his possession. He clayed up the eyes. And he made a clay pressing of it. And people don't know what a clay press is. You put uh, 10 cure silicone over an existing latex or urethane master, silicone it up, and then you can melt down oil-based clay and pour it into that silicone mold and create a positive to re-sculpt certain things back onto the mask. Or at that point, that's what's called retooling. You put it back in clay. So Justin clay pressed it, made a master, enlarged it, etc. Made a mold. And it's the... The Nightmare is the original version. Nightmare Night Stalker. 
is the original version of that direct casting. So when people say, oh, well, the Shad is more accurate, which we'll get into all that, well, the Shad is more accurate than the Nightmare. I disagree. Because the Shad is a retool of the Nightmare. And too many things were changed on the Shat to make the Shat the Shat. Whereas the Nightmare is the direct lineage to the original 75 Kirk that made the original two masks. It's astonishing at how many people don't pay attention to that shit. So, story has it, Justin was not happy with the casting because he just did not like the fact that there was no uh, eye cuts in the Nightmare Master. He worked a deal and sold it, uh, sold his master off to Mass Maker Productions, which is Gary Phillips. Uh, there's been so much talk that Gary ripped him off and didn't ever pay for it, which I still to this day, I don't believe. But, you know, that's in the rise and fall of WMP if you want to hear the story. I'm not covering it again because I don't want to waste the time. So Gary got a hold of it, produced it, made a few masters and a few different sizes off of it. But then his reputation started to tank. He needed money. So what did he do? He sold off one of his other masters to Chad Phillips, who is known as CBK, and Addison Morer, which they've made the hero that Sinister Studio now sells, and some Addison Morer Kirk, which all came off of that nightmare. Slash Night Stalker. Then CBK and Addison Marrer, when they were done, they sold that master to NAG. NAG started producing the Nag Nightmare. You following me so far? MMP still has all of their molds, including the original master that they bought from Night Owl. In 2010... When I went full-time, Gary and I still kept in contact. He reached out to me, asked if I wanted to buy the Nightmare. Because he was done with it. Sure. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? So I bought it from him for $2,000. Now, I already knew that Nag was producing the Nag Nightmare. I already got the story from Gary on how he acquired that. I already knew how protective of the Nightmare Nick was. And if anybody sold one, he about lost his fucking mind. Or any variation of it, he about lost his fucking mind. But I bought it knowing that, and at the time, I didn't give a shit. Because again, it was Don Post's original property. So, for anybody to sit there and claim, well, I that's you know I have rights. You have rights to a cup of shut the hell up. 
is what you have rights to. Rights. Another term that gets thrown around in this hobby way too often. I have rights. You have rights to, to a cup of shut the hell up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you bought a master, yes, it's your master. If somebody recasts that master, yes, you have a right to call them out and expose their ass. But that's not what happened here. There were two masters. I ended up with a large and a small and the original casting of what was sent to Justin. Or what was sent to Gary from Justin. But when I got the mold in, I started calling it the WMP Nightmare. Oh my god, you would have thought I stole someone's babies. So instead of being a dick and causing a fuss and creating confusion, I renamed it. I renamed the Nightmare to the Night Stalker. Just a different variation of the name. Now, I was working quite a bit with Bill back in the day, and he never ever mentioned that he had a Night Stalker 78. Never once. Otherwise, I probably would have changed it to something else, or I would have used MMP's original name, which was the Night Watcher. I would have found something else to come up with. So I'm producing that, and then of course I see, hey, I like the Night Stalker, but it's not as accurate as the Nag Nightmare, and I'm going, oh my god, it's the same fucking mask. Nobody seems to understand that fucking concept, that it's the same mask, and all I did was change the fucking name of it. Period. It's the same fucking mask comes from the same goddamn casting. What is hard to understand about that? I, I, I really don't get it. To this day, someone will post up a nag nightmare and say, man, I really like my nag nightmare. I, now, if I could ever find myself a night stalker, my, my collection's complete. You have one! No, it's not the WMP version, but it's the same fucking mask. Or I love when people start comparing the the psychos and the Nightmare Man 78s and the and the and the creeps and the shats. Oh, I really like this sculpt. It's the Nightmare retooled. It's not a sculpt. It's a retooled, recasted, redone Don Post nineteen seventy five that had the eyes cut out and it's been retooled into whatever fucking mask he wants to make or call it. Period. End of story. Well, what's the Nightmare Unlimited? You know that that's a sculpt. No, it's not. It is the it's the Nag Nightmare that's been retooled to have Kirk eyes put into it. 
Yeah, but the nose is thinner. That can happen with silicone going over your master copy. Silicone is fucking heavy. It can pull the features downwards. Gravity, motherfuckers. Gravity. It will thin that nose out instantly. The Nightmare Man 78 comes directly from that original pressing of the Nightmare slash Night Stalker. It was retooled. Then from there came the Psycho. Then I'm pretty sure that the Closet Monster is some variant of a retool of it. Then you have the Creep. Then you have the Shat. But the Creep and the Shat are the same exact mask. The only difference is one has Kirk eyes and one doesn't. And he did that on purpose because he made the Shat a convertible Kirk. Versus a straight out of the box Myers mask. Same mask. Different name. Then I think that the Thrasher. I don't. I can't keep up. And I can't keep up with all the names. But there's been so many retools. Of that mask. I can't keep up with all of them. But there's been so many. There's been the Nag Rarer. Uh, there's been uh, the Mint 75, there's been uh, the Nightmare Unlimited, there's been... God, I can't keep up with all of them. There's so many. So yeah, whenever I see someone call the Nightmare or the Shat or the Creep or the Psycho or the Nightmare Man 78 and other variants. Sculpts, yes, it pisses me off. Call it what it is, a retool. Personally, and this is my opinion, I will take the original Cassid directly off of the original 75 Kirk over any of the retools that are out there. I don't give a shit who's converted it. The lineage to the original 75 is intact and unaltered. Period. The next best thing is the 98 Proto because it came directly from the laser scan of the 75 Kirk or the recast or whatever you want to say. I really hope that makes sense. And the first question I fucking get in a PM that this doesn't make any sense, fucking send it in a voice memo if, if, if this doesn't make any sense. Let me answer it for everybody so I don't get ten fucking of the same questions. You guys probably think today I'm sounding like a real fucking dickhead. But I, I mean... There's only so much dumbassery I can take. And I don't mean that as an insult to anybody. And you're like... Oh, he's being a dick. He's attacking. You know, I'm not attacking anybody. But you go through day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out, answering the same questions for 10 plus fucking years. You get tired of it. All right, so we're going to go to some voice memos. 
and uh, we'll be back. Hey, Chris, just had a question or two for you. If they were to hand over the reins of the new movie to you and let you develop a story or plot for this installment in the series, what direction would you take? Where would you pick up the story from? And if you had to recast the film, who would you pick to play certain people, a.k.a. Loomis or Brackett, etc.? Also, if you were to end the franchise with this movie, would you kill off Laurie or Michael? Keep them both alive, unmask Michael, and break his silence for an emotional ending? I'd like to hear your thoughts on these questions. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate that. Um, If they had handed the reins over to me, I would do a complete remake um, and just start over, to be honest with you. Um, I had actually, I had had a reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, uh, completely written, and I was going to make that in place of H35, but I didn't want to make it on the independent level in case I ever got to a point where I had the, uh, the opportunity to make it. So I still have that script, and it uh, looks like I won't ever have that opportunity, so I may turn it into an original script and create a new horror icon. Um, so you'll probably get to see my vision for it. Um, at some point someday in the future. Um, as far as your second part about what I kill off Michael or Lori, I don't think anybody, like I said in the previous podcast, I don't think anybody wants to see either one. But uh, I think that they've kind of written themselves into a corner because of the promotion of this will be Michael and Lori's final confrontation. So... Uh, since uh, they're not going to kill Michael in case there is a, a chance it makes money that they want to continue, um, it will be a um, it will be Lori if they kill somebody. But I still don't agree with that, um, just because no nobody as fans wants to see that after 40 years. And there's some people that are going to say, well, I do because I don't like her her political side. Yeah, I can see that. And I can I can see it from that side too. Me personally, um, I'm looking at it from the character perspective, and as a fan of the series for 40 years, I really don't want to see it personally. I don't want to see either of them die, you know. But uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to see her get uh, hacked up. They've already, besides showing too much, um, they've kind of written themselves into a corner where I think that that's going to happen, no matter what anybody thinks personally hey chris what's up what's going on everybody this is ken chris i want to hear your take about a certain artist using the nightmare to basically create his entire line of masks like the creep the fresher the dancer the prancer the donner the cupid the blitz and whatever damn names that he's got thrown out there for these masks that the Newer people to the hobby may not get fully understand yet. I'd just love to hear your story and your take on that. <laughs> oh, I'm just waiting for the Santa Claus to come out next. Uh, <laughs> um, my take is I don't have a problem with it. But just don't be a fucking martyr that you that he's been for the last fifteen to seventeen years. Every time somebody does a uh, a a retool of it, that you know, here's the point: if MMP ripped you off, 
um, then the next artist, which was me, that offered to pay for their situation, should have taken the money. Don't sit around and say and tell everybody that this artist and that artist and that artist and that artist has stolen from you and it, dude, you stole from Don Post. Period. Get the fuck over it. If it was a maniac or a lunatic, I would get it. I would understand why you're pissed off. But don't rip off Don Post. Turn around and sell the master off and then turn around and call Martyr. That is the that is the weakest shit I've ever heard in my life. Period. When you first started making the Night Stalker, what was the first thing looking at the master for the very first time uh, that jumped out at you uh, feature-wise that you knew you needed to tweak either a little or a lot to make it look the way you were envisioning that mask to look? Uh, just curious on that. Thanks for having me. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Great question, Jimmy. Um, honestly, I didn't see anything... I needed to tweak. Um, I definitely saw that it needed Kirk eyes. That's all I saw. Outside of that, it was it was perfect. It was a direct casting of the seventy-five Kirk. So no, I didn't see anything that needed to be tweaked. That needed to be made more accurate. And anybody that says anything to the contrary, well, then I guess you don't think that the original mask is accurate. Because that's the closest you're going to get besides the 98 Proto. Period. So, other than Kirk Eyes, nothing. It was the 75 Kirk. But once you've made it into a positive and made it uh, and tweaked it at all, you've you've taken away that it's a direct casting from the 75 Kirk. So, again, nothing. I don't think anything. I didn't think anything. I was like, I have the direct lineage. I'm happy. The Nightmare Night Stalker is a great mask. When I was looking for a great H2 from Chris Morgan, he suggested a Night Stalker H2, and I'm glad I went with it. It has great likeness to a real 75 Kirk, as it originates from one, if I'm not mistaken, and Chris really did a great job making the perfect H2 for me. I also want to talk about the issue of bowling in the hobby, which has started to get really bad. Recently I posted my independent 2018 artist kept private for protection and I was met with comments from individuals stating that the mask looked really weird, like it's been sitting smashed in a bag, looks like it has palsy, and looks like a piece of shit. This really hurt me as I spent good money on said mask, plus I really like it. Why people feel the need to down and troll others and hate on people's scores makes me really mad. My motto, as I stated before, is collect what you like, not what Joe Blow says you should collect. Thank you, Andrew. Um, let's let's be honest. I made the the H two for me, and um, I ended up because you were asking about an H two mask, looking for a accurate H two, and I showed you mine. I said this is the most accurate. And you asked if I could ever produce one. I said no, but if I ever sell mine, I'll let you know. 
So um, that's what happened. So I didn't make you one. So anyway. Yeah, I agree with you on that, uh, which is why I made the post that uh, anybody that has something that they're proud of, you know, just quit giving each other shit about it and uh, just scroll and roll. I mean, most people scroll and roll when it comes to any postings about the podcast, so why not do that for everybody's score, you know, that that you don't like? Pretty uh, simple solution. Take it away, Matt. Hey, Chris. I got to say, I've always been a huge fan of the Nightmare. It was and still is, in my opinion, a huge staple in the indie scene. My personal favorite, I would have to say, was probably the 27 from MMP. I believe we've talked about it before. I have uh, two questions for you. One, in your opinion, what is the most accurate incarnation of the Nightmare? And two, what would be your most favorite? Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, My favorite? The Nightmare. The original. It's the direct casting of the 75 Kirk. You don't get better than that. Um, As far as your second question goes, can you be a little more specific about that? Like, are you talking about which artist rendition, which copy... Um, if you're talking about which copy, there's a few, or a couple actually. One of them is the MMP proto proto that they did. That was just black and white, no weather or no flesh tones. And the other was the uh, AHG number five, I believe it was. I believe that was the copy. But yeah, and those. If you're talking about a WMP version, um, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of good ones, a lot of weird ones. It's just hard, hard, uh, hard for me to dial it all down. Um, but anyway, Marty, I need brace yourselves for temporal displacement. Did we make it? Are we back? We're back. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed featuring the cutting room floor. Be sure to follow us at anchor.fm slash Halloween Unleashed and on our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. For all video versions of the cutting room floor, please visit youtube.com slash user slash DylanCloud97 and subscribe. Be sure to share our episodes on social media and we'll be back next week with an all new episode.